employees and particularly younger employees are, are more and more expecting workplaces to support them not just in terms of a salary but in terms of um, their health and well-being uh, and, and in every survey that is done these things are increasingly important in terms of a choice of employer and whether they remain an employer. We are all far more conscious of our own health than we were six months ago um, and I think that's a given across the world and I think that will have ripple effects on the whole world in terms of the way that we consume health, the way we think about health, uh, and also the way that um, us and corporates can consume health. Okay, well, hello everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode of Finding Equilibrium. And today we have a, a very special guest, somebody I've known for oh, it must be five, six years. Feels like a, a different lifetime when I was still living in the UK. Uh, delighted to welcome Alex Heaton, who is the CEO and founder of LiveSmart. So I'll let Alex introduce himself and tell you all about what he does and uh, and how LiveSmart came came to be. Welcome, Alex. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Th thanks, Lawrence. Um, so, uh, you know, wh you know wh where do I start? Um, and I, I suppose I might just start with, uh, you know, a personal story and to say that, you know, um, I, I remember, you know, during my 20s, I wasn't, ever, I wasn't particularly healthy. And um, I kind of remember one day at work, you know, I was in, in work and, and my the creative director at the agency I was working at, he kind of made a comment about, sort of me putting on a sort of middle-aged paunch and sort of being, <laughs> you know, I'd sort of put on weight sort of gradually over a period of time, I think, you know, as, as you know, as doing less generally and, and probably drinking a bit too much and all that type of stuff. And I had this sort of realisation that, that that I needed to, 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 to do something to kind of make some improvements. And um, I kind of went on this uh, uh, sort of, you know, I'd probably say I've been going on a sort of journey around kind of my own health now um, since then, which is over the last kind of 12 years-ish. And um, it's kind of been a mixed journey of success and failure, like most people. And, um, you know, uh, you know things that are, uh, you know, maybe I'll come to this later, but, you know, I, I've done things like tracking my weight and starting running and failing at things and achieving things, but it's become, you know, a, a really kind of um, interesting and kind of passionate part of my life. And, um I was lucky enough about four or five years ago to be able to um, kind of take some of the things that I've learned and then turn that into, into a business. And um, um, that business today is called called LiveSmart. And what LiveSmart does is essentially it's a, it's a preventative health business. And what, one of the things that we kind of learned when, when I was kind of going through my own journey, but also when I was researching this business was that, um, you know, if you really want to help people to improve their health, you've got to be able to kind of measure your health first. So for example, um, you know, you wouldn't try and lose weight without getting a weight scale, would you? That's like the first thing you'd get. But yet most of us try and improve our health without really having a way to measure it over time. And and so really the, the core idea behind LiveSmart was, could we build a measurement platform for your health that, that kind of looks at everything? you know, that looks at um, your internal health through things like blood testing, um, but also looks at nutrition and exercise and mental health and family history and your medical history, and then wraps all of that into, in, into an app where you can not just see it once, but you can see it over time and see how things start to change. So you know what, if you do go and 
lose that weight or you improve that you improve your diet we can start to then track that effect on perhaps your cholesterol level or maybe your, your hba1c or um or, or, or on other risk factors around kind of heart disease or even just kind of your vitamin mineral levels are connected to your sleep perhaps so um so that, that was always the core idea is, is that can we can we build a scale for your health if you want to call it that and um and so that's kind of, that's kind of what we've, we, kind of, we've, we've built today. Interesting. So let me just kind of take you back and dig into that a little bit deeper. So you're in the space of prevent, preventative health and, you do, and you've developed a set of tools that allow people to understand where they are on a kind of health scale at any point in time around different, uh, different metrics. I mean, I've used the, uh, the service myself, but some while ago, so it's probably really advanced and developed since, uh, since then. But this whole piece around prevention, and it's funny when you talk about some of your health journey, because remember when we first met, we, we used to catch up when we were running. You remember we used to run around uh, uh, the River Thames and, uh, and, and talk about various different, uh, different things. It feels like, things have changed so much because back then there were, it felt like the measurement or the tracking of health was just beginning. Uh, whereas now it feels that there's a lot more integration, like lots of these different tools speak to each other. So you can get a more holistic uh, picture of, um, of how healthy you are. How, how does that work? Like using uh, LiveSmart or other tools that you're, you're aware of, how would that, how would that work for an individual? Then would they get like a single score or a whole range of different scores? Like how would somebody use that, uh, that data to be able to optimize their own health and well-being? Uh, you, sort of in general or through, through LiveSmart? Well, well, in yeah. general and through LiveSmart. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I, is there an easy answer to that question? And, and I suppose the answer is no, right? And I think um, there are, we're almost in a in a situation these days where we have so much data. Is trying to pick out the data that that's meaningful and that matters to you. And I suppose that's the kind of starting point, really, in terms of like what you're trying to achieve as as a person. Now, I think one of the interesting things about LiveSmart is that um, quite often a lot of people don't really know what they want to achieve until they've actually been through the, like an initial assessment with LiveSmart. So we, we tend to find that, um, you know, people might discover things about their health uh, through doing things like blood testing. So you might, you know, discover that your, I don't know, vitamin D is low, perhaps not a problem in Australia, but, you know, in, interestingly, uh, a massive problem in, in some hot countries like the UAE, which you would never have thought. Uh, and interestingly, can be, uh, you know, as well as Northern Europe. So you might find that you want to correct that and therefore uh, go, go on a journey to be able to, to try and fix that or change your lifestyle. Um, so quite often we can use tools to uncover those problems, um, but equally um, quite a lot of people may have things that are kind of lurking around in, in uh, you know, from a family history point of view. So we quite often will talk to people who, you know, maybe their, you know, a parent has, uh, you know, died of cancer or perhaps they'll have, a, you know, a, a particular health concern, um, you know, whether it's, um, you know, perhaps diabetes or something like that. And those family concerns will then drive an interest to make sure that they want to stay on top of themselves. And then I think it's then a question of what data can then support um, that kind of journey. So, you know, let's take diabetes, for example, um, you know, it, it's clear that um, you want to be testing something like your HbA1c, which measures your, uh, your um, sort of insulin response or, or your risk of diabetes essentially over time. But equally at the same time, what's going to be super important is, is your weight um, and, and things like your exercise, exercise levels and the food that you're consuming. Uh, and, and, you know, it, 
it's clear that if you start to make changes to some of those things in, in terms of uh, diet and exercise and you're seeing that all in your dashboard and also seeing that change in weight loss that you'd expect a, uh, a similar change flagged up in your HbA1c over time. So I suppose you know like I said it's, it's about trying to find the metrics that are going to be meaningful for you in your particular situation that, that, that count. Okay. And then how often would people use um, LiveSmart to, to track those different things um, is it a kind of annual uh, annual kind of MOT kind of uh, service or, or what what's the um, the recommendations uh, so it, again it sort of depends on your what you're trying to achieve so for a lot of people um, you might just want to do it once a year uh, and sort of just have that sort of MOT and check out find out where, where you're at um, we also what we do on top of the the kind of data service we actually provide a health coaching service um, which we, uh, which most people find incredibly useful um, in terms of helping people to make, um, you know, lifestyle changes that, that kind of that, that kind of matter to them, uh, and that not process normally lasts three to four months, and then sometimes we we do retests after that three to four months. So, for example, our business in Malaysia is set up just like that. Everybody does a four month program with with coaching in between, uh, and people get an awful lot of value uh, around that kind of four months of of kind of concentrated change before they then go on to kind of imp carry on implementing those changes by themselves for the kind of following following eight months. Um, but again, it, it depends on your, your unique situation. Some people will want more support, some people will want less. And yes. I think we I think all solutions these days have to be, you know, incredibly personalized to what people really want, you know. Yes, indeed. Um, you mentioned Malaysia, and I know you've got uh, you've got offices in the in the UK. Is there anywhere else that it's um, it's available to uh, to um, to help people? Uh, well, we're just at a really exciting time with the business, so we are just in the process of expanding uh, globally, which is um, which is super exciting. So. Malaysia launched this year during the pandemic, which was, um, you know, an interesting time to yeah. launch a business on the other side of the world. But um, we did that very successfully. And um, so that is now our Asian hub. And uh, we are looking at expanding into Singapore and Hong Kong in the not too distant future. Um, Australia is potentially an option too. And then from a, a European perspective, we, we are going into France um, from the Q4 of this year. Uh, and then looking at other countries in uh, Europe and potentially America after that. So hopefully we'll it'll be around about three countries, um, three to four countries per year from, from now um, from now on. Wow, super super exciting! And and tell me about the corporate because uh, the corporate will be inside of your work because I know that you do a lot of work with bigger companies. And I'm not sure if you can share any names, but I'm really interested how uh, how a, a big company, a corporate, could benefit from um, from from using a service like LiveSmart. Sure. Um... So I suppose, you know, we work with a whole range of corporates and insurance companies. So we have a, a global relationship with AXA, you know, one of the largest insurance companies in the world. And then we work with all sorts of um, uh, corporates, either through insurance companies or, or directly. So, you know, Universal Music Group would be, uh, a, 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 you know, a good, a good example of a, a corporate or a global corporate that, that we work with. Um, but we work with um, people like banks, uh, insurance companies, professional service firms, uh, media businesses, uh, all sorts. Um, primarily, you know, we work with companies where where people are the key asset, uh, and where people are the the, the the key asset to making that that business business work. Um, and I think there's a number of interesting things about about corporates. So I think the the first is that 
is that um, you know younger employees and particular younger employees are, are more and more expecting workplaces to support them not just in terms of a salary but in terms of um, their health and well-being uh, and, and in every survey that is done these things are increasingly important in terms of a choice of employer and whether they remain in employers so so employers that are um, you know, rapidly changing their view in terms of looking at health and saying this is not just a kind of fringe benefit, but this is now becoming a mandatory part of what we need to provide as businesses to, to employees. And so, um, so com companies are stepping up uh, in terms of what they're, they're trying to, 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 to provide to, to employees. And I think what's interesting is that as you start to, to add spend and add services, uh, companies are, are increasingly saying, well, what is our strategy? and what data do we have to be able to uh, build a strategy on. And, and from a LiveSmart perspective, we tend to get um, around about a sort of 70% adoption of our service, or 60 to 70% adoption, which is really high penetration for a health service within a corporate. But also we have a very uh, large amount of, of data looking at everything from internal health to through to exercise, mental health, and so on. So the quantity of data that we have from a depth and, uh, and breadth point of view is, is, is probably the best data source you get within a corporate. And so we anonymize that data and we aggregate it and then we use that data uh, uh, to consult with our clients to be able to help them to analyze you know what's going wrong what issues do you have currently and, and what are the solutions and strategies that can be put in place um, you know uh, you know with other companies and other services and, uh, and other policy changes to be able to try and affect um, you know that that data and, and try and improve health across that corporate that, that's really cool. So the individual employee will benefit and then the company will benefit by understanding, I guess, the risk profile of, um, of their employee universe. Can you share any insights like things that you've seen? You mentioned vitamin D deficiency. I'm, I'm assuming this is quite a common one with the, particularly in, uh, in Northern Europe. But any other insights that you've seen around uh, the risk profile of the, uh, of the populations that you've, uh, uh, that you've tested? Yeah, de you know, definitely. Um, you know, uh, you know. I, I suppose I could start with vitamin D and say that um, you know, vitamin D is 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 a massive problem kind of globally in terms of deficiency. Um, you know, in Northern Europe, we see sort of fifty five percent people that are insufficient or deficient. Um, but we also see it in hot countries, like I mentioned earlier, like UAE is a perfect example where it's actually a, a massive problem because it's so hot, people don't go outside. Um, so it's it's you think it's a Northern, you know, a cold. Sort of country type problem, but it's it's it, it really isn't. It's um it's it's very much in in many places around the world. I, I, um, I think and, there's a I think there's a vitamin D, D deficiency here in Australia because the, the, sun, <laughs> well, the sun is feared and therefore people will not go out without factor three hundred on, and so it doesn't uh, allow the sun. So it's it's it all it always comes back to equilibrium. So just because too much sun is damaging no sun is damaging as well so it's getting the right balance for the individual exactly and you know the, the perfect way to find out if you've got a deficiency or insufficient and how much supplement or how much outside to go and to go and you know to to, to go and get it is a, is a really a blood test because that, that will help you figure it out once and for all and once you start to understand your kind of patterns you can probably do without the blood test but initially it's helpful to understand whether you need to modify that lifestyle slightly or or, or take a supplement so i think that's a great one um you know interestingly you know there's a you know, there's a big emphasis on um, uh, people. You know, well, there's, there's a very kind of in, you know emphasis at the moment on um, you know with the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that uh, on on the way that we uh, treat people um, in terms of um, 
um, you know, the colour of their skin at, at the moment. And one of the things that we found through our research is that actually that if you do, um, you know, if you do have darker skin, you are significantly more likely to be vitamin D deficient in the UK. Uh, and not just a little bit, but around about three times more more likely. Really? And um, you know, one of the things that we've been talking to employers about is saying that you know, you it, it's great to have a blanket health policy, but you also really need to think about um, specific groups within your organisation and how you might be able to support them in in in, in a deeper, more meaningful way. Uh, and that's a really you know interesting piece of research because if, if, if you are that deficient and if you've got a whole segment of, of employees that are incredibly de de deficient in something like D, then it can be massively affecting their energy levels uh, and therefore their performance at work and, and it can be corrected really, really easily. Um, so um, I think that's a, another really sort of interesting mm, sort of angle to, to think about. Mm, that's good. That's um, a quick win the vitamin d uh, easily easily fixed so we like those okay yeah absolutely but um you know i think other things are you know it's not just about blood testing right so we quite often because we talk to employees all the time we we will find out um you know we talk to them about what would be you know we get feedback essentially on um, what, what what's going on at work what's good about the health and well-being programs what's bad about it what could be done and we often discover things that can be done really simply that are around policy. So, um, you know, we quite often find that there's, um, uh, <laughs> with one employer, we found out there was quite a big cake problem at work. So, you know, employees were talking about how they wanted to lose weight, um, but, the, the, but then they said, you know, every single day there's a birthday, and there's always cake in the kitchen, right? So, um, you know, a simple fix for that organization was to say, well, look, you know, let's remove cake for birthdays on Monday to Thursday as a sort of company rule and say, look, if you want to celebrate, bring cake in, just do it on a Friday. And right. suddenly you've got four, four days of less temptation in the office and, 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 and with a policy move that actually benefits everybody, um, you know, w without cost costing anything. And we often find there'll be small insights like that that will be super beneficial. Um, um, some of the things around kind of flexibility of work as well um, and so on that these small policy decisions can can make a huge impact mm, that's that's really interesting and what about like in the current climate uh, and when we're recording this we're, we're still in the middle of a pandemic um, which hopefully at some point will uh, will be his, uh, historic but have you noticed a bigger demand for um, for health testing than uh, pre-COVID or no difference? Uh, I'd be interested in any insights that you can share. Uh, you know, it's a complex market right now. Um, I, I think what, what is 100% self-evident is that we are all far more conscious of our own health than we were six months ago. Um, and I think that's a given across, across the world. And I think that will have ripple effects on the whole world in terms of the way that we consume health, the way we think about health, uh, and also the way that um, us and corporates can consume health. So yes, I think that there is an upward swing in interest in things like health and health testing. Um, equally, at the same time, we're, you know, we're in a, uh, an in I, I think it will be more of an uptake once we're kind of past the kind of economic shock of COVID, because um, at the moment, a lot of corporates are reluctant to spend. Um, but businesses that haven't been affected from a financial point of view are definitely investing more heavily. And we're seeing um, companies that, like I said, are, have been sort of COVID proof who are then doubling down on, on things like health and well-being right now. Uh, and I, I mean, perhaps I'll add one further thing to that, which is, 
you know, one of the things that we know about COVID is that, you know, what, you know, the, the, the risk profile is very similar to many other chronic diseases. In fact, chronic disease is one of the risks um, for, for COVID, right, it, along with things like obesity, uh, etc., heart disease, diabetes, and so on. So these, these um, kind of uh, chronic diseases, lifestyle-related diseases, um, are um, very, very much, very, very, very preventable and um, something that kind of LiveSmart was really designed to, to help tackle. So, um, you know, we feel that, we feel that, you know, our, this type of product is well set for, for the new kind of emerging market post-COVID. Mm, it can give people insight so they, they have more clarity on what, what to do to prevent, because as you said at the start, prevention is a lot cheaper and uh, more efficient than uh, than cure um, so let, mm. let's, um so let's move on from that and i'm interested now just to almost do a circle with where we started but just talk about you personally because this this podcast is all about practical ways to help people find equilibrium and get back into balance and of course it's applicable to, to every aspect of life um, uh, but you personally now that you've gone through various different things and you've got the benefit of running a business and i'm always interested in entrepreneurs people who run businesses because it's a very stressful experience i know some of the things that you've gone through in terms of just creating a business from nothing to turning it into what it, what it is today so what is your methodology to support yourself um, in terms of managing your mental health as well as your physical health so that you can um, make good decisions and uh, and have the um, the energy to do your to do your your work and just maybe to start that but just give us a sense of the number of people that you're working with the number of partners you work with and you've mentioned the, the countries that you're spanning um, but um, I, I'm curious in terms of what your personal uh, methodology is to remain or, or regain equilibrium uh yeah so it's like my life's definitely got more complicated over the last few years you know um you know we have um um sub 50 employees um so not a huge amount but still quite a significant uh, amount of direct employees then various other people that we call in from a freelance perspective um in, now in multiple countries so it's quite a number of different people uh, and, and an awful lot of um you know uh, demands on my time uh, in terms of a methodology, uh, I suppose I've got a few things. Um, I, you know, to give an analogy, first of all, I suppose like I think running a business um, is a you know uh, is a bit like running a whole series of marathons back to back. You know, it's um, you're continually you know there's no real rest. You know, there's always always uh, about pacing yourself through through all of it. And if you sprint too early, then you're just going to burn out. And um, so I've always taken the attitude from the beginning to, to, to make sure that, you know, I'm quite good at, for example, turning my emails off. So, you know, I, I will work a reasonably long day, but not too long. So, uh, you know, I, I do sort of nine till about half six, seven max. Uh, and then I don't look at emails after that full stop. Um, um, so I'm quite good at that. And I'm quite good at not doing emails at weekend at the weekends too. So I, I do have time when I, I completely shut off. And then when I do shut off, I make sure that I, I, I do things like cook, or, or, or do exercise that um, I find both of those things and also reading quite a lot uh, I find those things um, physically help me shut off and then the reading helps me from a mentally sort of point to, to kind of shut off and escape to a, a different world if you if you if, if you have it um, and um, I suppose specifically on some of those things that I found I, I remember years ago and I was, I was trying to uh, 
a very senior person at an insurance company and uh, I'd sort of stopped exercising when I'd got busy and uh, he, he was sort of, sort of saying like that you need to do the opposite really if you if you get too stressed then exercise more and, uh, and, and he was and he was totally right um, so these days I, I run and I, I've uh, I've got a Peloton bike which I'm kind of obsessed with uh, these days so I find it super convenient to be able to do that quite a bit and with the running uh, I try and do some yoga, um, but I'm not always as frequent. I, I'm sort of trying to get more into that um, because I, I recognize that I don't really do enough in terms of flexibility. And um, especially, uh, you know, as I get a bit older, I'm really keen to make sure that, that you know, that, that that's a part of my life. Um, I, I'm still trying to figure out strength, which I've never really been very good at. Um, and that's kind of on my list, or it's been on my list for a couple of years, if I'm honest, yes. but hopefully, it will come to you know, hopefully. Yeah, so it's like yoga was on my list for years, and then it finally came to the top, and now is yeah, very integral in terms of my my daily daily uh, support system. Yeah, it's it's trying to, isn't it? I think this thing is you, you, you get into something and then you get good at it, and then it's fine, but I think it's that initial hurdle of trying to take it from a sort of how do I turn it into something that you feel good at and therefore you're, you, you, you find it easy to do more and more of and, and fitting it into your routine. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's a journey still. Um, you know, from a, from a nutrition point of view, um, I, you know, my wife and I, we kind of started um, kind of um, on a sort of lower carb diet um, um, you know, a few years ago now and, and sort of never really looked back. I, I say sort of lower carb, but actually probably the better description would be just be a higher vegetable diet rather than a lower carb diet, right. which is a bit more additive rather than subtractive. So, you know, <laughs> and, you know, so we... So you mean like less yeah. bread and some of those things as carbs and rather than... Yeah, than less... Exactly, exactly. Because when you reduce those things, you just increase more, you know, more good things. So we just eat a lot more vegetables. And, and um, you know, yes, we, we, you know, we're not vegetarian, but we do eat, we don't eat, you know, we, we eat less meat than we used to. And what we do eat is, is, um, is, is relatively kind of lean meats and, and, um, and, and fish and so on. And, you know, we both feel a lot better for, for that. So I suppose it's a combination of, of, of those things. Plus, you know, as I mentioned, the, the switching off from work, um, and so on. Uh, am I perfect at these things? Absolutely not. But, um, you know, but it sounds great. like you've got a good support system and I'm, I'm very impressed that you're not tempted that like you can literally switch it. Cause that's something I've never been particularly great at. I just switching off and saying, okay, I'm not going to look at my uh, phone again. As soon as smartphones came into existence, <laughs> I think we were all challenged with creating, you know, strong boundaries. And, and what do you read? Like you mentioned, you read, are you reading like fiction or non-fiction? What, what's your, <laughs> Uh, your, your uh, top tips in terms of re reading that list uh well i mean like i read for escapism so i, I read fiction and i read sort of okay. science fiction and fantasy stuff right and and that's all about escaping into a different world and mentally yeah, yeah. somewhat right. different um i mean i do i do listen sometimes on audible or, or other books which you know there are work related type books that i read for self-development too but i don't find i, I don't classify those as relaxing so you know I'll, I'll perhaps listen to them as an audiobook on the, on the way to work and so on uh, as well that's cool okay well i'm conscious of your time and i know you've got a million things to do so thank you so much for spending some time with us and sharing your insights i really appreciate that and just want to acknowledge you for doing everything you've done you've come such a long way when i first met you we met at the uh, quantified self movement i don't even remember it was like a uh, a a very different time and it's been great seeing what you've done with uh, Live Smart and turning it into this uh,
global phenomenon. So where, where can people find out more about LiveSmart and about, about you? Um, yeah, well, thank you very much, Lawrence. Much, much appreciated. Um, well, you can check our, our website out, which is uh, getlivesmart.com. Um, or you can find me, uh, Alex Heaton, on, on LinkedIn and send me a message. Cool. I'll put all of that in the notes and uh, have a good day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.